have landed on the Business Conservatory Podcast. This is a transparency-driven podcast helping you understand your unlimited earning potential. If you are ready to crush it with your business, let's go. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Holy cow, I'm literally hot off the press. This is probably as close to a live reaction (laughs) as you're going to get here on the podcast. And I'm kind of blown away, to be honest. I'm really blown away because I just got off the phone with my accountant. I literally pressed end three minutes ago, and I'm still kind of in a state of disbelief. So today, what I wanted to talk about was I wanted to talk about the thing, the single thing that I did differently last year that allowed me to make over a hundred thousand dollars more in 2022 than I did in 2021. Now, I am not someone who's new to the topic of outsourcing. In fact, outsourcing, I'd actually recorded an entire video episode on this where I outlined the biggest mistakes that I made with my outsourcing. I was literally ready to publish. But with this new and kind of updated information, I felt like it was really important for me to completely start from scratch and re-record this episode. And I want to talk about it because my first experience with outsourcing is just so dramatically different than the experience I literally have right now and what I'm going through right now. Because when I started outsourcing in 2018, the conversation was dramatically different. In fact, I don't think I could think of a bigger failure that I have had in my 12 years as a business owner than when I previously outsourced. Now, I will say this, just to be really clear, the person that I hired has nothing to do with this. When I say it was a failure, it had nothing to do with the failure of that person. And I'm never going to just be on here and throw under the bus and blame and point the finger at like whoever I hired, because that's really unfair. And that's just not true to how I like to roll. But I will say that it was a failure in the sense of I went into the situation outsourcing based entirely out of emotion. And I really didn't walk into the situation with a very firm and clear idea of how to fix some of the problems that were in my business. So I'm going to start the first part of this episode really walking through the biggest mistakes that I made when I first outsourced and really contrast them to now to now I'm literally a hundred grand richer because of outsourcing. Talk about a full circle moment and talk about a transformative experience. And I'm still kind of like (laughs) goose bumping right now, but I wanted you to hear it directly as it's happening. And so now that it's happening, I kind of wanted to contrast. So in 2018, it was probably one of the biggest years that I had in my business. I was so swamped. I have never photographed more weddings. And I had pretty insane goals, to be honest. Now, shooting volume was something that was always something that I found pride in. Like I kind of loved having bragging rights and how many clients I was serving and being able to say that I was super busy. And if you could take someone who made busyness, like her entire personality, that is me. Like, or I should say was me. I'm no longer that way anymore. Um, I'm still busy, but not in the same respect. And I don't put it on such a pedestal that I used to. But in 2018, I found that it was really hard for me to be present with my clients because I was getting so many emails, so many texts, so many requests for responses and feedback almost immediately. Now, that stemmed from me not having boundaries. And at the time, I really didn't 
know what boundaries were, to be honest, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because that wasn't that long ago. And like, come on, Ellie, why did you not know what boundaries are? But I took a situation that would have been really clearly resolved with some strong boundaries. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I could just hire someone to just take all the emails and do all that and respond to them immediately, then my life would be solved. (laughs) My life would be solved. My business would be so much better for it. I was wrong on multiple fronts, especially on the aspect of I set the entire frame of the working relationship around. All you need to do is just like respond to them fast. That's all I want. That'll make my life easier. And I was purely framing everything from get this problem off my plate now. I am so overwhelmed type of mindset. So as I'm kind of analyzing that and really thinking about that, like the big mistakes that I really made was I fostered an entire working relationship off of something that was a boundary issue of mine. I wanted her to also not have boundaries because I didn't set up boundaries for me. And imagine being hired to a position where like there's literally no no expectations clearly outlined, no sense of work boundaries because all your employer wants you to do is just respond to things quick. We didn't talk about what would happen if life came up. We didn't talk about what would happen if they needed a day off. We purely framed everything from the sense of just respond to things quickly. And looking back on it, I could totally see how if I'm viewing something as an emergency, what I perceive as an emergency, what they might perceive as an emergency is totally different. And so from that level, I'm sure that my assistant probably thought that everything was an emergency and that I expected everything to be responded to super quickly and very like fast paced and that there were no there was no limit to what an emergency was because everything was an emergency. So that is something that really stems from outsourcing when you're just really emotional and trying to solve a problem. I look back on that time and I'm really embarrassed by that, especially when I frame it around what ended up happening. So I've had this VA for about a year and I remember it was about May of 2019 and I had gotten hired to photograph a 60-year-old's birthday party. Listen, this was as bougie as a birthday party can get. They had a band, they had like tableware, they had an event venue for this 60th birthday party. It was kind of wild. I've never seen anyone have a more extravagant birthday in their life, like hire a photographer for the birthday. That's kind of crazy. The whole event was just kind of insane to me. But I remember I was there shooting the event and I was still getting pinged like all the time. I was still getting texts. I was still getting calls from these clients that were wanting things from me. Now, I will say this. There's nothing wrong with my clients wanting anything from me and their emergencies are important. I never want to make it seem like their experience wasn't valid and that they aren't deserving of efficient service. But because I didn't set boundaries, it was such a stressful situation for me because it was making me passive aggressive. I was like, why can't this wait till Monday when it was clearly something that I could have talked about ahead of time? I don't know if you've ever gotten like that where you didn't clearly outline something, but you find yourself mad about it later. That was totally me. But I had to exit the event 
during dinner service because I was so stressed and I ended up going near these bushes and throwing up because here I was getting all of these messages and I was trying to reach out to my VA and ask like why these messages were, weren't being responded to and I never heard anything, which come to find out later, they were going through something. Like they were really going through something. They were having a hard time and I was just messaging them like, hey, can you handle this? Wasn't hearing anything and I was getting frustrated. I was having a hard time navigating it and I kind of acted out to be honest. Like I got really angry because I couldn't understand why this one problem that I was like throwing money at, why it was still happening. It never occurred to me that I was just an idiot or that I was just having too high of expectations. I just couldn't figure out why they weren't responding. And so I look back on that time and I'm, I'm really sad at how I acted and I'm really sad at the things that came to my mind when I was responding because all I could think about is me, 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 like why is this happening to me? I should be shooting this, but like I can't because I'm having all these messages and stuff. I digress. All of this to say, 2018, I hired a VA and a year later, literally my business was exactly where it started. And I had thrown money at a problem that essentially didn't get fixed at all. If I was really thinking clearly, I would have said that hiring under an emotional pretense where I'm just like, hey, I just need this problem fixed. It doesn't matter who does it. I'll just have anyone do it. That really set the whole tone for everything not going right because I didn't I didn't set the right expectations, like I said. And ultimately, when push came to shove, I was so quick to solve the problem that I was like, I don't need to talk about this anymore. We're all good. It's simple enough, right? And I find that no matter what you're trying to outsource, whether you are trying to like address a problem with your leads, like maybe you're not getting enough inquiries, maybe you're not getting enough sales, and you're trying to get like a marketing team on it, or maybe you're also like me and you wanted to have someone do your admin. I find that anyone that outsources based on an emotional reason that causes them great distress, usually you'll notice that it's quicker to overlook things. Like that person who's emotional, just trying to solve the problem, you'll never find someone that will sign the contract quicker than them because they're just happy their problem is solved. When truthfully, if you're in an emotional place, that's when you should be double checking, triple checking, quadruple checking, and taking even longer to make that decision because you know how much it impacts you. And because you know how much it impacts you, by extension, you're going to want to make sure that that problem is handled with care. And that was not something I handled with care. Now, maybe you aren't in that position, right? Like maybe you're looking to outsource because you're just trying to grow your team. And that is where I found myself last year in 2022. So full circle moment, you know, we go from 2018 having the biggest failure and just feeling completely embarrassed and been like, you know, I don't know if I can trust anyone with my business ever again. I found myself in a position in 2022 where after I really learned my hard lessons and learn my hard truths, I found myself in a position where I was like, you know, my business is doing pretty well. When I think about it, dollar for dollar and how much I'm paying myself per hour on average, let's just say hypothetically, I'm paying myself 200 an hour or like 250 an hour. It's ineffective of me as a business owner to continue just minimizing my efforts to emails and paying 250 an hour for emails. And so a lot of times when we think about outsourcing and growing our team, 
you know, we think about, oh, like monetarily, can I afford this right now? Do I have like the cash flow that I could just extend to someone else where they would be able to take it? And for that reason, many people say, you know, oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. But I completely switched my mindset thinking. I was like, I can't afford to keep losing money and losing opportunities by paying myself 250 an hour to just be responding to emails a couple hours each day. I could be paying significantly less for emailing and I could be making sure that my time is being delegated to something that I know will be within my zone of genius. Now, I'm really excited about the topic of zone of genius in general because zone of genius is something that I feel like everyone has. I feel like everyone has their innate things that they're just really, really, really good at. And I feel like ultimately when we're thinking about growing, I think we should try and stay as much in our zone of genius as possible. And I think we should also work with people who are within their zone of genius. And so when I looked for someone that I could have as my executive assistant, you know, now that I have multiple businesses and now that I have multiple different opportunities of growth that I have going on, the criteria that I looked for was completely different than what I looked for when I was just trying to get my problem solved and I was super emotional. I was stemming from the place of, is there someone that I could hire to be within their zone of genius that could also allow me to save money in terms of cost of operating my business? Because again, 250 an hour is a lot for me to be doing my own emails. But when I could be paying someone significantly less and they're also able to be able to be within their zone of genius too, like it's a win-win. They get to do something that they're naturally good at and I'm able to allow the business to grow because I will continue to do what I want to do. Now, I will say this. My executive assistant now, Ashley, is someone who, I don't want to mince words here, I would, I would 100% die for this girl, like 100%. The ways that I knew that she would be not only trustworthy, but infinitely effective and impactful was the, the number one thing that I looked for when I was looking to hire someone on and when I was like kind of interviewing her and talking with her about it was I was trying to see if there would be opportunities there for her to insert her own zone of genius into the equation. And if she could see opportunities for growth outside of my vision. Now as business owners, sometimes outsourcing is kind of a complicated topic because we a lot of times like to think that we're the best person for the job and that we're the only one that knows our business. We're the only one that understands it. We're the only one that can really advocate for its behalf because we were there from the beginning and we built it from the ground up. But like truthfully, there were systems that I had in place that were not as effective as they could be. And because that wasn't my area that I was super good in, I was missing opportunities of having my business be more effective because I was just like, no, I did it my way and I like my way. And how silly is it to be someone where you're so stuck in your ways that you're not willing to grow your business to the potential that it could be? By just being willing to be open to different ways of doing things. When Ashley came on, she was like, I see what you're doing here, but I think you could do it better. And I noticed this when I was looking at this document. And I think a better way of doing this would be this. And she wasn't afraid to meet me where I was at. And she wasn't afraid to question me. She wasn't afraid to come forward and suggest things that she thought were really good. Now, the one thing that I keep going back to that I, 
I said earlier that I think I could be even clearer on was I know I had made a comment like, why would I do it when I could pay someone infinitely less? I want to be really clear that when I say pay someone infinitely less, that doesn't mean I pay them poorly. That doesn't mean that they don't get paid well. I make sure that when I work with people that they get paid well. I wanted to see what she was making at her previous job and I made sure to pay her more than that because I wanted to make sure that she was walking into a situation that was better than what she walked out of. And so please know when I say pay someone infinitely less, obviously I'm not chart like I'm not paying the same rate that I would pay myself. It is less than that, but I that doesn't mean pay them poorly and that doesn't mean not treat them equal in some ways. I'm paying her to be in her zone of genius while also making sure to reduce my costs on an operational level. So just one that kept like lingering in the back of my mind. I was like, I should probably like say that just to be really clear. Investing in and making sure that you're paying them fairly is one of the best things you can do and one of the best investments that you can make. So now fast forward to now, I, like I said at the beginning, I just got off the phone with my accountant. And when he told me that I made 100 grand more this year, this past year in 2022 than I did in 2021, the only thing that was different was I had Ashley. And I had someone who literally could see me where I'm at. She could be able to suggest things that were infinitely better than anything I could have come up with. And I was able to spend more time doing what I felt like I was really good at, which ended up bringing in significantly more with the business. Now, for you in your situation, I want you to think, what is my zone of genius? What is something that isn't my zone of genius? Am I okay with letting go of some of the aspects of running a business that maybe I'm not as interested in? And are there people out there who would be infinitely more interested in doing that? I think the answer is yes. So this isn't a call for me to say, hey, all of you need to hire someone right now. But it's important to note that when we think about making money too often, we're limiting ourselves to the same criteria, like having more clients or charging more, but you can make more money in different ways. And sometimes that comes in the form of making a strategic hiring decision, or maybe that comes in the form of a different way of making, you know, making a strategic move where you're maybe not doing this in lieu of doing something else. So I want to challenge you today. I want you to think about growing your business in a different way while also making sure that you set up the right things in place to protect yourself. Now, moving forward, you might ask, okay, Ellie, what do you do when you hire someone? Like, how do you make sure that you don't make the same mistakes that you did in 2018? And one of the really important aspects of doing that is making sure that they're trained properly and making sure that when they're coming in, they're not walking into a mess. They're coming in to recognize things as you set them up, you'll realize that on any fundamental level, the way that you operate your business, you've kind of created systems in place. Whether they're good systems or bad systems is another matter entirely, but you have a way of doing things. And that way of doing things is something more often than not you can share with others. And usually that's in the form of, hey, maybe you want to show someone how to input a client into your CRM software, or maybe you want to share how you edited a particular photo so someone can take all the photo editing from you. All those things are replicable. As much as we like to think that we're the only one with discernment or only one with taste, a lot of this stuff that you could have taken off your plate 
is something that you can clearly articulate to someone else with the right format. So what I'd like you to do is for whatever you are deeply considering outsourcing or taking on to someone else, the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to understand what is the way you do things and how can you effectively communicate that to someone else? Usually for most people, that's in the form of a library of recorded Loom videos or screen shares that you can show, hey, this is how my system is set up. This is how I approach this. This is the way that I do this. And when you give them that and when you're able to show them exactly how you do things, and not only that, but you're able to find someone that has the right attitude of like, how can I make this better? They're not only able to meet you exactly where you're at for where your business is right at this point in time, but they are going to be able to say, hey, I saw the way you did this. I think we should try doing it this way. And that is one of the best, best recipes that you can do. Now, what else do I look for when I'm trying to hire someone? I'm looking for someone who is collaborative. I'm looking for someone who has interest in growing in the long term. One of the questions that I get asked a lot from my students when they're talking to me about potentially hiring someone on is they're wanting to know, should I hire my friend? My costs are kind of tough right now and I can't really seem to afford something. I, I know someone who's a friend of mine that I could have do this and I'm probably the biggest proponent of not just hiring your friend. Um, if I've learned anything from 2018 experience is that you're going to want to find someone who has experience in exactly what you're trying to do so they can bring value to the equation. I have worked with a number of individuals who have had friends that they've taken on and there's nothing against their friends. I'm sure they're wonderful people and I'm sure that there's so many ways that they can innately get along. But part of the problem can kind of stem up when you have these relationships that you've had for a long time. Sometimes it can get messy. With your business, there should be no question and there should be no room for concern for you on how things are going to get done or when they're going to get done. And sometimes training someone can take a lot of time. So what I want to recommend you do is I want you to find and hire someone that is particularly within their zone of genius. That is going to add tremendous amounts of value. Maybe that's a hot take of mine. Don't hire the friend. Hire the expert. Hire the person that's going to bring value to your team. And you'll find too often when you do this, rather than thinking, how can I afford to hire someone on or bring someone on? You'll think, I don't know how I afforded to have a business without having someone on. Like when I think about what would have happened if I didn't have Ashley on, I would have been $100,000 poorer if I didn't have her. And that's just the truth of the matter. She brought so much value to the equation. When you think about the opportunity there and the, the opportunity cost of what could have happened if I didn't have her, I'm thinking I can't afford not to have her at this point. And if you frame it in that way, you'll realize that you can't afford not to have someone. It can be incredibly powerful to have someone on your team who is your equal, someone who's collaborative and someone who can bring immense value and be a co-collaborator in that sense. So all that to say, my experiences were totally different. I am not exempt from making mistakes. And I'm sure that there are many ways that even now in my working relationships and with my team specifically, it's not lost on me that there are still ways that I could even more clearly communicate and be a more effective leader. Like I really want to make sure that I'm doing right by everyone. I want to make sure to continue to always 
try my best to make everything fair and make it easier for people to come to me and make it easier for people to present their ideas. That's what excites me and that's what drives me. I hope that this episode really gives you a different way of looking at outsourcing. And I hope that whether you're someone that has a big pain point that you're just trying to alleviate, or I hope if you are in a position where you're looking to really grow your team and get everything to that next level, either way, I want you to think about the mistakes that I made and I hope that you can apply them and never have to deal with that on your own. If you ever have any questions about other more specific situations around outsourcing, I would love to hear them. But for now, I hope this episode really helped you and I will talk to you guys soon.